1: To see you but i didn't come to impress you they didn't come to impress you they come with an audience of one and his name is jesus christ and i'm telling you if you understand that you're on holy ground and that the king of kings and the lord of lords is in this place you'll cast every other agenda to the side and you'll get what you need to get from a living god who is here to meet your need somebody somebody give him a praise that declares anything can happen. He inhabits the praise of his people. Anything can happen. Hallelujah. Woo. Come on in here. And praise God. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. I'm thankful for what we feel in this place and I want to move quickly to preach what I believe God has laid on my heart. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to open up your Bible or your Bible app to the book of Joshua. The last several times I spoke, we've been in Joshua and that's going to continue to be the case. Today, as you're getting that Bible or that Bible app, get that Bible app open. Once you get situated here and you're comfortable. Thank you for standing in the honor of reading the word of the Lord, but get that Bible, get it up in the air and if you're comfortable with this, repeat after me. This is my Bible. It is the word of God. I can do what it says I can do. I can be what it says I can be. And I can have what it says I can have. In Jesus' name, praise God. Genesis, uh, Genesis Joshua excuse me chapter 5 and I'm gonna read verses 1 through 11 so it was and let me just say so it was man the praise team just did a wonderful job just blessing the Lord praise God give God praise praise God you know what I feel like you all were doing I don't know that y'all realize but I feel like you are warring in the spirit you know, Jehoshaphat said, hey, we're we, gonna we, we go to war, but go get me some praises. Go get me some praises who will go out in front and begin to bless them. Can I tell you, worshipers understand their warfare. You understand your weaponry and your hallelujah is a weapon. Your lifted hands is a weapon. Your thank you, Jesus, your sacrifice of praise is a weapon. I want you to know strongholds come down when we have praisers in the place I want you to know atmosphere shift when we have praises in the place is there anybody who's glad to praise hallelujah praise God praise God I feel that in Jesus name so it was when all the kings of the Amorites who were on the west side of the Jordan all the kings of the Canaanites who were by the sea heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of the Jordan from before the children of Israel until we had crossed over that their heart melted there was no spirit no fight in them any longer because of the children of Israel at that time the Lord said to Joshua make flint knives for yourself and circumcise the sons of Israel again the second time So Joshua made flint knives for himself and circumcised the sons of Israel at the hill of the foreskins. And this is the reason why Joshua circumcised them. All the people who came out of Egypt who were males, all the men of war had died in the wilderness on the way after they had come out of Egypt. For all the people who had come out had been circumcised, but all the people born in the wilderness on the way as they came out of Egypt had not been circumcised. For the children of Israel walked for 40 years in the wilderness, to all the people who were men of war who came out of Egypt were consumed because they did not obey the voice of the Lord. Isn't that interesting? They were men of war too. To whom the Lord swore that he would not show them the land which the Lord had sworn to their fathers that he would give us, a land flung with milk and honey Then Joshua circumcised their sons whom he raised up in their place for they were uncircumcised because they had not been circumcised on the way. So it was when they had finished circumcising all the people that they stayed in their places in the camp till they were healed. Then the Lord said to Joshua, this day I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. Therefore the name of the place is called Gilgal to this day. You could look that up in Hebrew and the word Gilgal means wheel. Uh, Now the children of Israel camped in Gilgal and kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month at twilight on the plains of Jericho. And they ate of the produce of the land on the day after the Passover, unleavened bread and parched grain on the very same day. I don't know that I'm gonna get through all of this, but I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna continue preaching what God has given me. Dear church, where we've been, and where we're going part three part three praise god would you help me pray god is up to something in this region And through this local assembly, I believe he is using a group of misfits, a group of broken people. We are united in love and support for one another. And I serve notice on every power and principality that God's already given us victory over. I declare that the opposition is wasting its time in an attempt to show up here because if God is for us, who can be against us? I pray for the value of preparation, that it would be seized in our hearts, oh God, and in our lives. I thank you for what you're doing in our lives. I thank you that the people who have the promises from you are hanging on to that. They're walking forward and moving in faith, and we give you thanks and praise, for we know it will come to pass. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise God. You may be seated. A couple of weeks ago because we had uh, Josh Resar with us and I was so thankful. I want to again just shout out the entire church. Thank you so much for being so generous and being a blessing. I love what God did this past Sunday and we celebrate what God is doing in the Resar's. God is, you know, he's up to something, it's clear. And you might remember a couple of weeks ago I, I, I preached and man, it was funny because it got really chilly in the room not necessarily temperature-wise, but tone for a moment, that's because I was speaking about circumcision. And in, you know, if you missed that, then go back and listen to it. It's really not as bad as it sounds. But for those that were with us, hopefully you remember that message, praise God. And y'all are like, yes, please move on, pastor. We're ready to, to get beyond that. Um, we're not gonna talk about circumcision, but I recognize that it's a challenging and even delicate subject to address in church circumcision is scriptural circumcision is scriptural but now it is a circumcision of our hearts can the church say amen? amen what I want us to understand is the reality of it is the circumcision of our hearts is necessary if we're going to enter in to all that God has for you and I circumcision is necessary you and I can't get what God has for us living all any kind of way You and I can't allow attitudes and carnality and a carnal mind to lead us, thinking we're gonna get all that God has for us. I'm telling you, we have to set aside, we have to lay aside, the scripture says, weights and sins that do easily beset us. And we talked about purity. And I want you to understand in Romans, I'm gonna read this to you, because Romans helps us better understand that the circumcision is a circumcision of the heart. Look at Romans 2. 25 through 29 in the New Living it says the Jewish ceremony of circumcision has value only if you obey God's law but if you don't obey God's law you are no better off than an uncircumcised Gentile and if the Gentiles obey God's law won't God declare them to be his own people verse 27 in fact Uncircumcised Gentiles who keep God's law will condemn you Jews who are circumcised and possess God's law, but don't obey it. Verse 28, for you are not a true Jew, just because you were born of Jewish parents or because you have gone through the ceremony of circumcision. No, a true Jew is one whose heart is right with God. And true circumcision is not merely obeying the letter of the law, rather it is a change of heart Produced by the Spirit, and a person with a changed heart seeks praise from God, not from people. Praise God! We talked about that. How last week Josh, uh, Joshua, if you will, uh, made knives out of flint stones. And did you catch that? Sorry. I'm trying. I'm trying. I am trying so hard, Stephen. <laughs> It was a dad joke. Oh, anyway, I I guess I'm at that Flintstones. You get it? I grew up with the. (laughs) I'm not normally that witty, so you know you have to give me those moments. Y'all trying to steal me of my. I'm not. (laughs) I used to have this car. My grandmother, I called her Big Mama. Um, I still have it. I can show the kids. It was. It's got Fred and Barney in it, and if you flip it over on the other side, it's got Wilma and Betty, but it's got those big rock wheels, and I would just, I would wear that thing out. I loved it. So anyway, he made knives out of Flint Rock. Sorry. (laughs) Praise God. And what he did was he took all the sons, the males of Israel, uh, and he circumcised them. Uh, And what's interesting is it wasn't that the same men who received a second circumcision, it's that the group of men who were the children that were born in the wilderness, because they were born in the wilderness and not in Egypt, they did not have the opportunity that the older generation had to be circumcised. Are you with me? So Joshua circumcised the next generation so that they would be ready to enter into the promised land. (laughs) Praise God. Circumcision is an act of covenant. And it was an act of covenant. And so this act of covenant between Joshua, the sons of Israel and God, it allowed them to enter into the promised land. And we talked about cutting away the flesh and allowing the spirit of God to rule and reign in us and to be our compass and guide. I don't know about you, but how many of us want the spirit of God to rule and reign in our lives? Yes. How many of you want a circumcised life, praise God? One where we cut away the flesh and the Spirit is leading us, where we're not led by the dictates of our flesh or by the impulses of our fallen nature, but we're led by the Spirit of God. Praise God. For as many, Paul says in the book of Romans, the seventh chapter, he says, for as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons and daughters of God. Praise God. Marcus, I'm going to use this pulpit, mic. Don't sweat it. I know we got that ring we'll figure it out praise God let's go with the pulpit thank you Jesus see if you're not led by the Spirit of God you don't belong to the Lord there's no place in the kingdom for uh, the kingdom of God for people who want heaven but want to follow the flesh uh, it's, it's tight, but it's all right. You and I have got to make up our minds. I've got to make up my mind as somebody who wants to please the Lord, who has been born of the spirit. We have to allow and say, I'm going to follow the spirit of God. And that's where this whole circumcision thing comes about. I don't want my will. I want his will. It's not my kingdom. I want his kingdom to come. And I'm not talking about perfection, but I am talking about a group of people who will be willing to humble themselves. And oftentimes what we need to do, can I just keep it 100 for a moment? You have enough issues where you don't have time to worry about somebody else. It's amazing how you can fix everything on social media. But if you just take a moment and look in the mirror and know that it was nothing but the grace of God and mercy of God. And if you stay in the word, which is a mirror, you'll understand that you got enough to work on your and then, if you're gonna worry about somebody else, the Bible tells us in Galatians that you who are spiritual, you are spiritual. In other words, led of the spirit. You who are spiritual, restore one another in a spirit of meekness. See, spiritual people are gentle people. Spiritual, you know, carnal people are harsh people. Carnal people will cut you down, but not spiritual people. That's why I declare and believe that Extraordinary Church is a house of restoration. We are a group of people that are endeavoring to be full of the Spirit. Nobody's throwing any shade here, and nobody's trying to throw you under a bus. We're here to lift you up and encourage you and let you know you can make it by the grace of God. So this is the next part of this preparation this thing that is unfolding in Joshua uh, that I love and this is where I believe we're going we've talked about where we've been and we've talked about kind of where we are and I really want to talk about where we are headed and this is just kind of an overflow of this impromptu series that I didn't expect to really even be a series but the more I get into it the more I'm like oh my word this is exactly where we are now remember Joshua is a book of conquest it's a book of transition And it's also the promised land. You might remember that I I, I told you in the first sermon uh, of this impromptu series that uh, just because there's a giant on your promised land doesn't mean it's not your promised land. As a matter of fact, if anything, it means it is your promised land. I think oftentimes we get it confused and we believe, well, there's an enemy there, there's opposition there, and we want to tuck our tails and we want to run for cover. Well, the reality of it is you need to understand that the enemy is on your promise trying to test your faith to see if you're going to have enough obedience and courage to walk in what God has for you. A lot of times Christians have got it messed up because they'll sing about Canaan and they'll try to liken Canaan to heaven. But let me just help you out. There are no giants in heaven. No giants in heaven. But what this is an indicator of, of the life that we are to live here on this earth, we are to operate in dominion we're to operate in dominion and take what. so i'm just here to tell you and declare that not only this city but this region belongs to the kingdom of god i'm here to occupy until he comes and to walk in what god has for us and do that under his authority i'm here to declare that the kingdom of god is here praise god so we understand this and Uh, We have to kind of think through some things. But here's one thing that is remarkable about the fifth chapter of Joshua. And I tried to uh, share a little bit of this with you all in the first couple of weeks. But the children of Israel are getting ready to enter into the promised land. And the Bible says that God rolled away the reproach of Egypt away from them. Well, what is reproach? Reproach is shame, disgrace. When someone is reproached, it's that they have engaged in some sort of behavior that has brought shame and reproach upon their life. This is interesting that the Bible says after they got circumcised, God rolled away the reproach of their shame. See, and here's why I think this is interesting. Because God was not taking, he wasn't talking to people who actually lived in Egypt but he said he had rolled away the shame of Egypt. Stick with me for a moment. The sons and daughters with whom God was removing the shame and reproach of Egypt never lived in Egypt. They were the sons and daughters of people who lived in Egypt. What I want you to see is the shame and the reproach of Egypt had become generational. Shame and reproach that came on them from Egypt. They never lived in Egypt. They were born in the wilderness after God brought them out of Egypt. But the shame of their mothers and the shame of their fathers and the shame of Israel, if you will, had been upon them. These children were on the precipice of entering the promised land, getting ready to get into their promise, but they were carrying the reproach of their mothers and their fathers. Let me make it more plain. They were carrying on a reproach that their mothers and fathers had passed on to them. Oh, help me, Jesus. There is a generational shame that God wants to break off of us. There is a generational reproach that god wants to break off of you hear me i'm telling you we live in the greater toronto hamilton area and i know this region and the one thing i am learning and i understand it's the fourth largest city in north america and i know extraordinary church is a young church plant but i believe we're the fastest growing church in canada reaching the world But there is a regional influence in this spirit realm that you can see. I have not been, and I have been blessed and fortunate to preach all over the globe and in many different settings. But what's fascinating is the number of people that I interact with, the number of you all that are fighting shame. Can feel it in the atmosphere, and I felt like the Lord revealed to me. See, shame is one tool and trick of the enemy that keeps people out of a right identity. I'm gonna do it. Shame is one tool and trick of the enemy that keeps people out of a right identity, which causes them to believe they can never inhabit the promised land that God has made them a promise about. I want to tell you, hear me right now, that when you have shame and when you have reproach on your life, it keeps you from believing everything that God said you would be, everything that God said you would do, and you quit believing everything that God said you can have. If you ever start looking at where you came from, if you, see, I understand, this is extraordinary church, so I praise God, some of you Some of you, look where you come from, and your parents, and your grandparents, praise God, preachers and teachers, and they've been preaching the truth, and you just, and you came out of the womb speaking in tongues, and full of the Holy Ghost, and you probably got baptized in Jesus' name, you might have baptized yourself, praise God. And, you know, and you, and, and you got that and you're doing good. And, and let me just say, if you came out the womb speaking in tongues and baptized yourself at three, pray, that's a wonderful testimony to have. I praise God for that. I ain't mad at you. You was raised in church. You should be thankful for that. If that's your story you should be thankful you are raised in church but there are a lot of people in here like pastor Akil when they start looking at their pedigree and where they came from and they start dealing with the shame in their past there is nothing but reproach in their family tree the mess that went on generations before them the mess that went on in their families and their legacies my grandparents were this and my grandparents were that and my parents might have been alcoholics or drugs addicts my parents were abusive or divorced there was a high school dropout along the way and I'm trying to sit here in this church and listen to pastor Akil tell me that I can have God move in my life and the spirit of shame wants to come upon you and tell you you'll always be a victim you'll never get away from Egypt you'll never outlive the slavery mentality of living in Egypt you were once a slave and will always be a slave and in your mind shame tries to tell you that that you can inhabit the promises of God, and it's generational. Because until somebody gets that shame taken away, that shame reproduces itself in the next generation. I'm in the Holy Ghost, Mom and Dad. I'm telling you right now, the shame. Oh my. You got to be careful what you display and put and project onto your kids. Your issues are not your kids' issues. Help me, Holy Ghost. See, you got sons and daughters who knew nothing about Egyptian life, knew nothing about Egyptian shame, fixing to go into the promised land, with the shame of mom and dad on their life. And God says this, Not shame on you. Shame off you. I thought I'd get a better response I'll preach this thing until I break the back of what I feel like is trying to attack us in the spirit stop sitting here on church and on a Sunday and driving down the road on Monday allowing that lying devil to breathe in your ear and tell you you have no victory and you'll never be able to overcome and you'll never be able to get a breakthrough and you'll never be able to get the promises of God stop allowing the enemy to tell you how messed up and dysfunctional your family is and how jacked up they are from the floor up can I tell you everybody is broken everybody is dysfunctional everybody has issues and I know some of us might look cute Not shame on you, shame off you. Depression off of you. Poverty-stricken mentality off of you. Heartache off of you. I'm here to tell you the blood of the Lamb is here to set you free. They want to talk about dysfunctionality. You'll never find anybody in the, vi- in the Bible that is functional and healthy and complete except Jesus Christ. And you want to look at his lineage? The God-man, whom dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead, had a prostitute in his lineage. Rahab, I've come to declare in the Holy Ghost, this is a Gilgal moment where the shame of Israel, the shame of Egypt is being rolled away. Somebody needs to understand right now, the devil, I'm telling you, you you need to understand God's grace and his mercy and his power is rolling that shame away. Somebody's about to be set free today. Somebody's about to get their healing and their joy. Somebody's about to get their breakthrough. I'm telling you that shame that's been trying to bind you, that shame that's been trying to define you, it's under the blood of Jesus. The devil is under your feet. Open up your mouth and say it. No more shame. No more shame. Not shame on you, shame off you. See, somebody just need to be real and acknowledge, yeah, yeah, you did it, I did it, but the blood of Jesus Christ. I might not be what I want to be, but thank God I'm not who I used to be, and thank God I'm not what I did. I will not be defined by my last chapter, I'm going into a season of Gilgal where the stuff Where the reproach of shame, the reproach of Egypt is being rolled away. I'll never forget it. It wasn't too long ago. A few years back, the Lord spoke to me and said, the things that you struggled with, your son won't struggle with. And as I was studying this, I thought to myself, God, I understand what you're saying. I need some mamas and some daddies who will shout because he's rolling it off of your children. Yeah, i'm telling you right now your mama and daddy might have been divorced but your babies won't see that i'm telling you that marriage is going to stand the test of time i'm telling you there's no more shame your children won't have to deal with what you dealt with your Somebody give him praise. Come on, somebody give him praise. Come on, I told you, praisers are warriors. Somebody's getting their fight back. You've been walking around with your head down long enough, I'm here to tell you that sickness doesn't define you. I'm here to tell you right now, your dilemma doesn't define you. The thing that defines you is that you've been washed by the blood of the lamb. You've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. You've been filled with his spirit. You are a child of the king. Praise God. You won't have to deal with it. You won't have to deal with it. See, I know how shame works. It's like this. You know, you get into a scenario like this and some of y'all just struggling to get here. You know, Pastor, if you only knew the hell that I had to fight to get here. That's why I need some of you to understand you're stronger than you think you are. You need to understand. See, the devil was fighting you all the way here. But you're here. Not only are you here, your hands lifted in the air. Mouth open, singing unto God. And not only are you singing unto God, but you sing singing with all of your heart. You got tears streaming down your face because you know if it weren't for the goodness of God and his power flowing through your life, you would not be here. So you need to let the devil know. Yeah. Oh let me just help you out right now. See, uh, you can stop faking the funk because this is why I say no perfect people allowed at Extraordinary Church, which also means no perfect pastor. I'm not going to always get And as a matter of fact, trying to please just two. We, we got a vision for 36 campuses and thousands of people. I can't please the four in my household. I can assure you I'm going to do something that's going to bother you. Just stick with me long enough. But just because I do something that doesn't sit well with you doesn't mean that it was intentional and it's not an invitation to say i'm gonna pack up and go i'm telling you let's lock into this thing and watch the kingdom of god do what he wants to do because the kingdom of god is here and we're gonna love everybody we're gonna welcome everybody of every creed every nationality every ethnicity every political affiliation educated uneducated rich poor broke makes no difference you're welcome here So you don't have to fake the funk. Like, well, oh my goodness, he just said the word funk. Uh, we, we really do live in a day and age where things have changed so much. You know, the Bible said there would come a time where they would call good evil. And evil good. It's more socially acceptable right now to pass gas than it is to sneeze. Y'all get that in a second. Just try to get y'all laughing a little bit, praise uh, That does not mean I need anybody to do it. I just... but that's the world we live in. It's crazy. And you try to fake the funk. But here's what's unique. and I don't want to say unique, but here's what we're striving to be in Extraordinary Church. It's a biblical church. Like, like, I mean, like, sincerely. Like, if it's in the book, we're good. If it's not, I'm not interested. Uh, I'm not minimizing tradition. This isn't anything new. I'm just saying I'm going to go to the blueprint, which is in the book of Acts. Amen. This ain't about having a certain look, and this ain't about having lights, camera, action. It ain't about any of that. We'll do this here. I'll do it outside on the street corner. It doesn't make any difference. I'm not out to impress anybody. We're just here to please God. But what happens is we get caught up in all of religion and its pageantry, and some of us think it's a fashion show. Yes, bless the Lord. He's just so good. And and the reality of it is, you're wearing clothes that you you can't afford, that you done racked up on credit card debt, and you when you should just when you should just come with... not worried about whether or not you wore that outfit the week before or not because you're not here to so we try to impress people and we try to fake people out when Jesus is just looking for us to be authentic can I tell you your brokenness and dysfunction doesn't repel him as a matter of fact Even the intentional mistakes that you you make, or maybe they're not mistakes, but the intentional things that you do that you know will push you away from him. Can I tell you, that's when you find out just how rich and deep his grace and mercy is. And so when the devil tries to remind you of what you did, you can even acknowledge, yeah, I did it. I did it. Now, not arrogantly or full of hubris, but last time I checked, as far as the east, yes. from the west, so has He removed our transgressions. In other words, what am I saying? It's not on my account. He's not lying or holding it to my charge so you don't have to come in here and fake anybody help but you can just receive the grace and the mercy of a loving god who will never let you down never disappoint you and who is here to restore you and pick you up i'm here to let you know that there's no shame that can bind you and that jesus christ wants to heal so here's what shame does we'll get in an environment like this and we'll get to preaching and we'll go and And God will be moving and we'll be excited and we'll be like, yes, I'm walking in victory. I'm walking in joy. And then Monday, like maybe not even Monday, some of you won't even get to the parking lot. Like some of you right now, in between what I was just saying, the enemy has already been in your ear. Yeah, you know what you did last night. You know what you did last week you know what you did last year (laughs) see and he he, 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 you could just understand i'm preaching to you to not only encourage you but let you know where sin abounds grace does that much more abound. what am i telling you it's time to break the cycle It's time to break the curse somebody needs to tell shame and the reproach of Egypt and its bondage the reproach of this world because I do know the world will chew you up and spit you out I've done some things that I'm not proud of and I even wondered I can remember when I thought to myself God I don't even deserve to have children but if you would find it in your mercy to allow me to have some I'll honor them I'll bless them and can I tell you God has been good to me with two children I'm telling you, we don't serve a God who's out to get you. He's out to remove the reproach off of your life. Oh, God. See, so I don't know about you, but I'm just, I feel like in this transition and in this time, Tiffany, I'm ready to get what God has for me. I'm ready to get what God has for me, Joyce. We talk about it. I don't know about you, Jesus. But what happens is this. We talk about an abundant life, but we don't experience it. We talk about a victorious life, but we don't walk in it. But I want everything that God has for me. I want, the prom- I want the promises of God. Who wants the promises of God on their life? I got news for you. It's this simple. Go get it. Okay, stick with me. See, we can't go into the promised land with the shame of Egypt upon us. So, this Egypt, this shame, Gilgal, it's a wheel rolled away. You can't carry that into your future for what God has for you. You can't carry that shame into the promised land. I'm in the Holy Ghost, it won't work that way. So the first thing is, God gives them a moment at Gilgal. Right, JP? They, he removes their shame. The second thing he does, check this out. For 40 years, they were in the wilderness and manna is feeding them. For 40 years, there's literally no Passover. No Passover meal. and The very first thing that can happen or the very first thing that happens after They uh, are circumcised and the Lord removes the shame, the reproach of Egypt off their lives. Then what happens is remarkable. This is really cool. Uh they receive the Passover. And see, what I want you to understand is that promises are not as important as the one who gave the promise. There are people Who are infatuated with getting out of Egypt and getting into the promised land. But the Lord wants us to be infatuated with him. See, before Joshua can take them into the promised land, he prepares a meal for them because at the center of everything that God is going to do in Israel, at the center, what is the center of the Passover meal? The lamb. See, the lamb is more important than the promised land Jesus Christ behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world see if we think if the church today thinks that she's going to occupy territory until the Lord Jesus Christ comes without being focused on Jesus we got it messed up if you think if I think God's going to allow us to enter into the promised land this is why Moses was like hey look We want to be different than everybody else on the face of the earth. Which, by the way, that's what holiness is. Like, okay. Holiness is like this, you know. First of all, when he says, be holy like, like I am holy, what he's saying is like, hey, I'm not like the world. So don't be like them, be like me. Oh so this is this is important so he wants us to be infatuated with him and if we think we're going to occupy and and walk into dominion and moses is like hey look i i i want to be different he as a matter of fact he goes as far as to say if you're not going neither am i like if your presence isn't going to be there jesus i'm not interested in it i'm telling you this is where we're going right now we will go where he leads us and he will be our magnificent obsession we are no different than anybody else if we don't have the power and the glory and the manifested presence of god i'm not just talking about goosebumps but i'm talking about lives being transformed by the spirit of god i'm talking about nature's being redeemed i'm talking about lives being changed we need the power and presence of god more than anything else So Moses was like, hey, we want the lamb, not just the promised land. So remember when they took, you all remember if you don't, if you didn't grow up in church or you are not familiar with this story, maybe you're young in faith, that's cool. Or maybe you don't even have faith in Christ and you're like, well, what is Passover? Let me help you out. So the Egyptians, uh, God's people, the Israelites, were in bondage, slavery. For 400 uh, plus years, and when they're being delivered, God is fixing to deliver them. This is like the, f- the the finale, if you will. Uh, and He instructs the Israelites to find the lamb, set it apart. They they slaughter the lamb and they cook portion of it, and they they roast it is what He instructed them to do, and they eat it. And then they're to take uh, the blood of the lamb and apply it to the doorpost of their homes and what would happen is this this angel would pass over their home if they had ingested the lamb if they had the lamb in them and the blood on them do you have the lamb in you and the blood on you so they 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 do this and they do this and for those that don't have the lamb in them and don't have the blood applied to them then what would happen is the firstborn of that household would die and so what you have happen is and you might ask well why would that even happen why is that significant the reason why that's significant and the reason why god would take out the firstborn of the egyptians is because generationally that shame or generationally that slavery you have to understand that taskmasters were raising future taskmasters raising future taskmasters to keep their children in bondage their children's children in bondage and so all of a sudden God is telling us what we need to understand when you have the lamb in you and the blood on you you have a future somebody has to understand only in jesus christ can you have a future if you have the lamb in you and the blood on you you have a future that is not in egypt you have a future that flows with honey and milk i'm telling you you have a future where god wants to use you you need to understand that he has plans for you to prosper you and to bless you you have a future in jesus This is, this is why we say you'll never be able to deter Extraordinary Church from our mission, our purpose. We exist to help ordinary people experience extraordinary life in Jesus Christ. Enough with this. I'm going to be happy. Enough with this. I'm not minimizing 12 steps. But I'm just telling you right now that life cannot be found outside of Jesus Christ. He is life and life more abundantly. As a matter of fact, he is a God that will give you a high that will never leave you low. He can outdo marijuana, cocaine, any other drug, any other relationship, any other position of finance. I'm telling you, he is a God who can do exceedingly abundantly in your life. He is life everlasting. He is joy and peace. He is goodness and kindness. He is mercy and he is grace. Joshua says, hey, we're not pursuing anything outside of him. You want to know where we're headed? Is Jesus in the middle of it? Is Jesus at the center? Because if he's not, we won't be there. But if he's at the center of it all, Some, when's the last time you've just you thought jesus you're, you're at the center of everything i talked a little bit about it in our series that will be closing this wednesday uh, but allowing the totality of your existence to be worship unto him when's the last time you've allowed it to be all about him but what happens is if we're not careful Make it about me. Make it about Sarah or make it about Jade. when it's not about us. It's all about him. I want you to stand. I feel led to close. Thank you, Jesus. I'm grateful for his presence. I am Nahara. I am baby. I'm grateful for his presence. You all know I love the kids. We love the babies. The signs of life. Praise God. I need somebody to get with me. Praise God. We've gotten this thing so complicated and messed up, especially in the church world. We think it's all about the peripheral stuff. But if it isn't all about him, Joshua said, we're going to take Passover. We're going to eat the lamb. We're going to put the lamb in us and the blood on us. See, the last time they took this meal, the last time that they took this meal, 40 years prior, that's the last time they were in Egypt. They take that meal. They were slaves for 400 plus years. Now the shame has been removed and the lamb is in them and the blood is on them. (laughs) And now they're ready to step into their promised land. See. next thing i don't know that i'm going to preach it i do feel a release and i'm I'm kind of done with this i said lord there's one more portion i wanted to preach in joshua chapter five so desperately if you you read it basically to make a long story short uh, a theophany a manifestation of the lord shows up and he's wielding a sword and joshua's like you with us you against us his response falls on his face, and he says, take your shoes off. You're on holy ground. See, this is what made for more is all about. I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. The very reason why some of us are fighting some of the things we're fighting, it's not spiritual. It's carnal. Your flesh is fighting. Because you are starving your flesh and your flesh is kicking and screaming but when you get that lamb in you and you get the blood on you and you repent before the Lord what happens is this this is remarkable because right here after this Joshua falls and he, he worships and takes off his shoes and then He says, hey, look, I've given you Jericho. It's into your hand. They go and test the land. They no longer, after they receive Passover, no more manna, not falling anymore. They now have to sow into the land. And this is why I believe the big give was so important. Because it's the beginnings of something where, hear me, just hear me out, where this is crazy, right? Some of us go from miracle to miracle to miracle. Like we get ourselves in a mess. God, bail me out. Oh, God, please. Need a miracle. Oh, he doesn't. it. He's an all-time God, isn't he? Get ourselves right back in the mess. God, I need another miracle. Oh, God. And I'm not minimizing the miracle. You all know this is a supernatural house. You know that Sarah and I believe in the supernatural. You know that. But there is a principle that God wants to expose us to. Seed time. And harvest and if you want to get in on this thing i'm not just talking about finances i am talking about finances, but i'm not just talking about finances i'm talking about your time i'm talking about your talent if you will plant that you will reap a harvest god is trying to teach us systems and processes. It's right there. He's trying to teach us habits. And once we get in alignment with that, I feel the Holy Ghost so strong, but I don't want to get sidetracked. Here's what I feel the Holy Ghost wants to do. And I've asked my daughter to come and she's playing in just a few moments. We're going to play a song because I want us to respond. I've already communicated to you. Hey, uh, for this season of made for more, we we have great musicians and vocals and we praise God for them. But I want everybody to have a chance to pray. And so we're so glad that you're joining us online i pray that you are blessed and encouraged by this message i pray that you feel the presence of the lord and i pray that you would find a place to say god i want i want you in me and i want your blood on me for those that might be wondering you might be wondering we have one baptism scheduled today but there might be others that have never been baptized in the name of jesus christ and you want to talk about a reflection of circumcision, God could be dealing with you. and You might be wondering, what's the next step? What do I, what do I need to do? Can I encourage you? Take that step in faith. Baptism could be that step for you today as well, where you apply the blood of Jesus Christ to your life and you are raised to newness of life. And when you receive his spirit and it begins to speak through, you're going to be born again and transformed, and God is going to do a remarkable work in your life. Get the lamb in you and get the blood on you. Praise God. Every hand is lifted. Let's just begin to talk to the Lord, right?
0: Thanks for listening to our podcast. Join us next week for another message of hope and life in Jesus. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address to all of your friends, extraordinarychurch.ca. We are a young church plant with a lot of people living an extraordinary life in Jesus. If you're looking for a way to become better connected to what God is doing, Email us, info at extraordinarychurch.ca. We'd love to hear from you.